Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Charlie Walden. We recorded this at Rupert and Karen's house in Chicago, so thanks, new Chicago buddies. I had a great time hanging out with Charlie because he's a fantastic musician, and he has the unique quality of being committed to having a good time, which is always such a relief for me as an interviewer. Um, And we broached some subjects that have never come up on the show before. I'll leave it at that. Make sure to stick around after the interview to find out where to hear more of Charlie's music and how to support Get Up in the Cool and get exclusive rewards for doing so. But first, here's my interview and jam with Charlie Walden. Enjoy. Charlie Walden, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Get Up in the Cool, yeah. I'm always up in the cool, man. Yeah, you know that. Always. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, People are always saying that about yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, your Get Up in the Cool persona, though, is Charlet Valdine. That's right. right. Valdini, I think. Valdini. <laughs> flying Valdinis. The fly, that was flying our family Valdinis. came over here originally. <laughs> the Flying Valdinis. So, um, when I put out the call on Facebook, who should I record in Chicago? Uh, Hillary Burhans, who mm-hmm. I think is a an extremely credible <laughs> source for 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 humor and 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 musical taste mm-hmm. uh, said you got to get Charlie on and you are so here, thanks here we are. thanks so much sure yeah, yeah. no Hillary uh, Hillary's a great player I love playing with her she's she's a blast yeah <laughs> I love playing banjo duets with her and I don't say that about everyone <laughs> Hillary remember all the good stuff we're saying about you okay? yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I don't know when you're putting this on, but it, we just finished Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was 
was very good. It was more of a Friendsgiving yeah, situation. Right. That's good. Yeah. Um, I uh, cut my hand open. Oh, crap. Making the tur- It was my first turkey that I did by myself. The first carve? Yeah, I was the grandma of this Thanksgiving situation. Oh, and, man. Uh, yeah, and uh, I carved myself. It had that per- personal what touch. A what a drag. What a drag. A little personal seasoning in yeah, there. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, I always eat too much. You ever see these nature shows where the anaconda yeah, eats you like hibernate a, for six months? Eats like a goat and there's this big lump, you know? Yeah. That's what my colon looks like. Very good. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to inform your playing at all. It doesn't seem to be slowing you down. No, but I, I will say, given it's about 48 hours since then, if I have to get up suddenly... So, take us on the journey. Did you grow up in Missouri? I grew up in Missouri. Very yes. good. Central Missouri. I was born up in Northwest Missouri, but I grew up around Columbia, a little town called Hallsville, Missouri. Hey, let's give a shout out to the 600 residents of Hallsville, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got about half of them at this point in my listenership. I've got to get the other half. Maybe well, this will seal the this, deal. This will do it, yeah. <laughs> Crazy about podcasts in Hallsville. <laughs> Um, so did you start playing fiddle then? I started playing when I was, uh, maybe late or kind of early teenager, you know, 12, 13. Did you play anything before that? Uh, well, I I played in band all the time. I started playing the accordion when I was eight. My mother took and father bought a nice accordion and thought I should learn to play the accordion. And now, you know, I still, like every fool, I wish I was still playing it. Right. But I didn't like it then, you know. I'd die to be able to play the accordion right Yeah. Because you know? there's nothing cooler. <laughs> the, the, the things that are cool when you're a kid versus the things that are cool when you're an adult are... Right. And who, who'd know <laughs> that the accordion would make the fabulous comeback that it has, you know? It certainly has. Or maybe it hasn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> Weird Al brought it back for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I played, and I played in band in high school. What did you play know, in band? The tuba. I played tuba in band as well. Get out. I did. I well, I How played at the tuba. I also did that. around thing. I'm still recovering like back and spine wise from yeah, <laughs> marching it's, it's band. It's really heavy, you know. They always give the little guy the tuba too. Yeah. I played tuba and in marching band I played the bass drum, which wasn't any better, you know. Yeah. Really and I wasn't It's a big slightly kid. more ergonomic. Perhaps. Because it's like um symmetrical. Yeah, right. It's yeah. not you're not yeah. you're not even to hold it up and, Yeah. But uh yeah, so I, I, I kind of learned to read music and got interested in music generally. But there were some guys around. There was a guy named John White, uh, actually just passed away, a really good friend of mine. He's, he was in his 80s and uh, now. Uh, but when I was a kid, his, uh, his uh, wife was the home ec teacher in our school. And John worked for the University of Missouri. He was a really good square dance fiddler. And he learned, all he learned was playing square dances when he was a kid. Yeah. So he was the first guy I actually heard but he sent me to a guy in Columbia named Taylor McBain. And Taylor was an uh, electrician at the University of Missouri, but he was a fiddler. You know, all the guys I learned to play from, none of them were pros. They were all, you know, they had a j- day job and they yeah. played the fiddle for fun, you know. Although the fiddle was their all-consuming passion. So right. It wasn't like it was a hobby necessarily. It's like they, they were ate up with playing fiddle music. But. Now, when, when you learned the fiddle, so you were learning from someone who just did uh, dance music. Right. Um, my experience so far with Midwestern fiddlers, well, first of all, I got to say, like, as a banjo player, you ever hear people say, uh, oh, my, my cat's so funny. She thinks she's a dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like the banjo player. My, this banjo player is so funny. He thinks he's a fiddler. Like, I love <laughs> playing notes, but mm-hmm. whenever I play with a Midwestern fiddler, I'm like, just humbly reminded 
you are not a fiddler. <laughs> you are a banjo player. Because I can't... Because they always play so fast, and they play so many notes, mm-hmm. and they play it a little bit differently every time. It's been my experience yeah. so far. Uh, playing with you, playing with Chirps, playing with John Lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's... I have to turn off my, like, trying to match you note for note, and I have to actually play my instrument. Yeah, Which yeah. is good for me. Right. But that leads me to think, like... What is what is the education of these Midwestern fiddlers who who sound so pure um, mm. on like every note is really clean and I know like I feel like if I sl- slowed it down I could just really cleanly transcribe it all the uh, all the tunes feel composed almost mm-hmm. sometimes and it almost feels like there's a more classical education sure. attitude towards Midwestern fiddling than there is towards maybe some of the other uh, mm-hmm. traditions. I hear more vibrato uh-huh. in the playing. Can you speak to that at all? Sure. It's uh, Well, you know, most people, I think, who are into what we call old-time music, old-time yes. music, you're thinking of music of the Upland South, you know, Virginia, yes. West Virginia, the Carolinas. And uh, that music's very different than what yeah. was played in the Midwest. Like the first time I went out to... to uh, the East, and I thought I didn't know any. Had one thing, I'd had no common repertoire hardly at all. Yeah, and uh, I actually had much more in common with bluegrass fiddlers right. than I did with uh, those guys. So you know, I think that kind of music kind of grew up in isolation. Uh, you know, no uh, slight or anything, but I think people were poorer out there. Yeah. It was harder to make a living. They were more isolated. You know, there was there weren't uh, uh, the big sweeping plains where railroads could run every which gotcha. way. Uh, and out in the Midwest, uh, a lot of what I play, a lot of what the guys I learned from play is very much Victorian era music. Uh, and you say it sounds like composed music. A lot of it is. Right. Uh, like, you know, you can see, kind of see a piece of sheet music when someone's playing. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a really a big book uh, that was published here in Chicago uh, called Cole's 1000 Fiddle Tunes. Oh, wow. It was published by M.M. Cole. It came out in like 1938, something like that, 1940. And uh, it spread all over the Midwest hmm. because, you know, outfits like Sears and Montgomery Ward who had their catalogs. This is back before you get Amazon, you know. Yeah. You'd get a catalog in the mail and you'd send off an order. Well, these books were in there. Plus, every music store I ever walked in when I was, even when I was growing up in the in starting fiddle was in the 70s, you could find that book in every music store in the hmm. Midwest. Don't bar none. Uh, and it's actually a reprint though, of a book called Ryan's Mammoth Collection, which was published in Boston in the 1850s. And they just went ahead and put a different name on it? Yeah, they took it. In fact, you can take Ryan's Mammoth Collection. Actually, uh, The Coles book is uh, like eight and a half by 11 sheets, kind of tall. It's uh, it's portrait. Uh, well, the, the Ryan book is in landscape with half as many tunes. So they took two pages of Ryan's and stuck it <laughs> on and, and took these same plates because it was long out of print. You know? Yeah. And I don't know if they probably didn't even have to pay for the rights oh. to do that necessarily because, you know, the publishing company was had, was probably long out of business. But uh, so those tunes are from the 1800s, from the Victorian era. And uh, a lot of the stuff I play is in that book. I mean, I don't play it exactly right because like, I didn't learn it off the page. Yeah. But... They're awfully close, really close. Interesting. There's a lot of tunes played in F and B flat, which those there's tons of those in there. So yeah, and that's where that kind of single note playing is yes. all. That's Victorian era influence for sure, you know. And you didn't have that in the in the Upland South and the East, you know, in Appalachia. 
Right. You, just, you didn't have that, you know. Yeah, it feels more. It fe- it feels more rhythmic. Feels more like a drum circle sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not that this isn't rhythmic. Your playing is obviously very sure, rhythmic, but it's but different. It, it's uh, it's it doesn't feel polyrhythmic mm-hmm. like the yeah Upland South. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's not. Uh, and we didn't have the banjo like in right. Missouri. I knew one banjo player the whole time I was growing up. Maybe that's why I'm struggling so much. <laughs> yeah. like and, and, and they didn't play melody. They played right. two or three finger yeah. rolls accompaniment. No one ever played melody yeah. on the banjo. It was just mm. unheard of. Missouri's not a banjo state. Interesting. Know? Everybody who I've ever met plays the banjo. Like our guys, you know, I call myself a young guy. I'm not anymore. But guys like Dave Landreth, you know, and yes. Dave is. They're guys who've learned in the revival. They learned mm-hmm. to play banjo in the revival. They didn't learn from somebody local. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny the associations people have with, with the banjo. And it's mm-hmm. like most people don't know that it came from like Baltimore, basically. Or yeah. like that area originally. So um, That's where the original manufacturers are, yeah. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, what, uh, what is this next tune that we got? We had another D tune. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, Liberty. Liberty. Let's yeah. play that Liberty. Yeah, Liberty's a great old tune, and that I consider that part of the uh, you know American fiddle standard. You know, if you, it's like if you're going to play the fiddle, you got to play Liberty. You got to play Arkansas Traveler. Yeah. There's a few of these tunes. This is in that vein. When I was growing up too, we had a fiddle contest. There were lots of fiddle contests in Missouri, and always at the end of the contest it was customary before they announced the prizes and the fist fights would start. <laughs> they would have everyone come up on stage in a moment of congeniality yep. and they'd everybody play Liberty, kind of take turns at oh, very good. playing Liberty. So that's how I got into playing this thing. But it's a good square dance tune. Still serve, serve you in good stead. there at the end you know where you start to telegraph the ending yeah we've been uh, last few years we've been playing up in canada a lot and uh, i met a really cool guy and he's just he had just 
was ill when I met him. He had cancer. The guy's name was uh, oh, no, Clayton Callahan. He lived over on the coast of New Brunswick. And uh, he was one of the old uh, guys who had played. I don't know if you've heard of Don Messer. Have you heard of Don Messer? Yeah, yeah, I just played this tune for the first time, Don Messer's Breakdown. Oh, that's a great tune. I love that tune. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, well, so there's that. There's a whole genre of this hundreds and hundreds of tunes up there yeah. just in that in the maritime provinces. But this is like a radio trick, you know, because yeah. a lot of those guys play on the radio. So to have this lick ending lick start like four in the last four bars yeah. instead of just at the end you know where you do a little tag that's like you start this end you know in the final four bars of the tunes it, it telegraphs to everybody that you're going to quit i wonder how early you could start yeah all right <laughs> start i'm just, the, I'm the just gonna start at the beginning of right. the tune <laughs> but this guy had like all these since he played so much it dances and with radio type fiddlers yeah. i'll say he had all he had one worked out for almost every tune he played, Interesting. and it was really cool to. It's a different play. one for each. Yeah, tune. yeah. He had all these different. It's my liberty like lick, that. right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, and you know that's another big influence on Midwestern fiddling is Canada too. By the way, makes sense. Yeah, because it's you all know, connected there. Yeah, and well, and uh, I know uh, I've heard of a guy named Dwight Lamb. No, I haven't. Okay, Dwight's a. Great fiddler from up in uh, uh, western Iowa, lives on the Missouri River, a town there on the Missouri River. And he, he just won the National Heritage Award, in fact, the NEA National Heritage Award. But I've known Dwight for years. He was one of the earliest players I heard. And uh, he knew a lot of Canadian tunes. Yep. A lot of guys up there did. Because the radio, Canadian radio broadcast, uh, yeah. carry, you know, the ionosphere effect with AM radio, you know, where you can... Here we can pick up a station here in New York City at night yeah. when the sun goes down. Interesting. Well, they had, they had, I didn't. You said you know, but I actually I do not. Yeah, I'm called, ignorant about how those work. Those yeah, things well, that, work. That, that's one of the real. That's something you might want to get into if you're interested in the history of old time music because yeah. the uh, all the early radio first station was in 1922 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. KQK. I can't remember now, but that was the early, one of the earliest radio stations. They were all AM at the time. Yeah. And they were all pretty low wattage, you know, like 10,000 watts, 20,000 watts. And uh, I think the station in Jefferson City, Missouri was like 5,000 watts. But at night, this you have this ionospheric effect when the sun goes down. And back then there were so few channel, channels, so every channel was what they called a clear channel. There wasn't anything right next to it. Yeah. So you could pick up the station in Pittsburgh in Los Angeles. Wow. And so old time But music, only at nighttime. Only at night. During the day they were restricted to their range. It's a certain effect in the atmosphere. Wow. But so as a result of that, a lot of people heard old time music because old time music was... Uh, was uh, around there were a lot of people yeah. guys playing traditional music and so they'd use them on the air because they didn't have record there weren't even a way right. to play a record right everything had to be live so you had all these old-time music bands from the east especially you know people were hearing them in the midwest people were in the east were hearing fiddlers playing in the yeah. Jeff in jefferson city missouri playing all over the place you know so like that's when things really started to cook with people with music getting shared around, you know. That's and, crazy. You're talking about like the internet right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, yeah, right, right. It's yeah, like it's it's very. <laughs> that's that's so bizarre. I, I guess I've, the old time community talks so much about like, um, you know, old reels and sorry, I mean like the physical thing, not yes, the right. not the tune, you know, um, like tape, 
and, and uh, 78s and wax cylinders mm-hmm. and like you know oh um i dug this up at this library or like i bought this at this garage sale mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it hadn't even occurred to me that there was this whole other ephemeral um but not incarnate like uh sharing of information yeah, that right. was happening uh especially like that broad like <laughs> yeah i mean it just it went to everybody indiscriminately you know man that's so bizarre. So Dwight, this guy in Iowa, yeah. I'm telling you about, told me, yes. has had stories about, you know, he'd be out driving around, come home, be colder than three kinds of hell, you know, in January up there. Mm-hmm. And he'd pull in his driveway and he'd be listening to the CBC yeah. and some good tune had come on. So he'd sit there freezing in his car, listening to this tune, you know, yeah, and then run inside, hold it in his head, and get, yeah. and get his fiddle and try to play it, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> That's... That's some folk process right there. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole. I think it's a whole thing that's not well uh, documented, not well understood. And yeah, because how could you? Was transmitted because then it just, and then it was gone forever. Yeah, they didn't keep records of this. Yeah, right. Or you'd have to be there Saturday night to hear the Don Messer program or whoever was playing. Right. And uh, and WSM, you know, WSM Nashville, the Grand Ole Opry. Yes, they were one of the early stations too. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah, so they were p- pumping out the early country music all over the country in the mid twenties. You know, for the first time, people were hearing, "Whoa, what is this hillbilly music?" You know? Right. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like the internet in a way too. Yeah, just like turning a tap, switching the radio on. You yeah, know, here comes all everything, all this stuff <laughs> suddenly you'd never heard before. Except for then, it gets to go away, as opposed right. to being like just like. <laughs> I don't. There's still like you know all these broken GeoCity sites. Just like right. it's like waste, you know. And you can't DVR it either. Right. You gotta yeah. listen to. It. You gotta pay attention now. Yeah. You can't listen to it later. But you know that like oh if I want to hear this again, I tune in at the same yeah, time. Yeah, tune in next week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Man, that's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I believe we have to get. Or is it time to go to G? Sure. It might be G time. G time. Yeah. G time. All right. Oh, yeah, we got to do that dance all night. Sure. All right, here I go. Oh, that's the other rule. Don't say anything too interesting during tuning. Because then you're going to be telling your super interesting, clever anecdote. And I'm just bang, 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 bang. bang, 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 bang. People go, why is he tuning while the guy's talking? Yeah. Uh, Talk about the weather. That's not how your listeners talk, by the way. Why is he tuning, man? (laughs) While the guy's talking. Just a whiny brat, listeners. You know, it's uh, it's been neat to like the show's gotten big enough that I've start that I've started to like catch my first amounts, uh, my my first little bits of um, of shade. Oh, really? On the show? Get out of here! Which is a which to me is like <laughs> just like ugh, just right. lovely. You know, I'm it's there. like I've that, arrived. yeah, I've arrived. The pe- the I've I've gone I've reached far enough. That like I'm getting like about three thousand hits a week like on That's the show, great, man. Which means that some people are not going to like it. And what right the first the first sign of it was that they actually came to me as someone posted about the show on Reddit, um, and it was a nice post. And I had never gone on Reddit before. I know it's sort right. of like where a lot of shitty stuff on the internet happens, <laughs> right, you know. Right. And as and, you know, the fir- very first comment on this post was um, <laughs> someone who. Who had listened to um, a the promo of my other podcast 
um, which is like kind of more of a comedy podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And apparently I said something in the promo for that podcast that they thought was anti-Christian. And so... (laughs) So they said... Yeah, so they said... um, Which is bizarre because... I'm somewhat religious myself sure. and spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I wouldn't say that I'm anti-Christian, but apparently I said something that, and then they said, now I can't imagine listening to get up in the cool again, because knowing what he's all about, which is a shame. Cause he's a damn good picker or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, my, what I offended you so badly that right. you can't enjoy old time music anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> so bizarre. But, so that's like a that's just like a a little thing I treasure now. <laughs> like I love that. That's great. That I've reached the the corners of the internet where I've reached the Christian fundamentalists. <laughs> wow. Listen to podcasts of, about old time about music. old time music. Like that's like. That's beautiful. There's only one. This yeah. is, this <laughs> is one. And now they're, you don't even have that one because they've, they've yeah. taken you off their list. Too. I made room. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just sign up. That's too much. <laughs> Delightful. Okay. Let's see. We're going to play that uh, Danced All Night with a Bottle in My Hand. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we can try a little bit. there, my man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old fiddle went out of tune a little bit, but that's okay. We'll keep yeah. that one. Anyway. Yeah, all time. That's right. Makes <laughs> it sound old, right? <laughs> Better than it sounds, as we say. That's why I call old time volume one million. <laughs> Very good. Dance all night with a ball in my hand. Yeah, the drinking in old time music, you know, used to be a real thing. Not so much anymore? Uh, calm no. down. Well, because drinking isn't what it used to be, yeah. as they say. But know. weed in old time music now is on the upswing. Oh, in yeah, my experience. Man. Weed, well, weed's on the upswing. Yeah, in, in all, general. In all yeah. things, right? 
yeah. Yeah, people are people are stoned who I never would thought would ever get stoned. Yeah. They're getting stoned now. It's quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I smoked quite a bit of weed when I was in high school. And then every job I had after that, till I retired, was a job that required drug testing. Right. I'd worked in a factory, worked in a testing lab, yeah. uh, whatever. So I didn't have any for you know years and years and years. Yeah. And then somebody gave me some, and I, hell, man, this is not like it's the, not like it used to no, be. Huh? No, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, like you know your twenty dollar lid of Mexican weed back in the day. Yeah, yeah. You could smoke half the bag and still. You know, walk down the street. Yeah, man. Now some of this stuff, you take one hit and like you're done. I can't see like I can't yeah. see how there's potheads because if you just smoke very much at all, you're catatonic. You know. I've heard like <laughs> I heard someone talking about how like I think they were talking about Rastafarians and um, like some Rastafarians saying like Yeah, I can't uh, smoke weed like I used to because it is so powerful and so um, the uh, so genetically modified in, yes. in in the sense that it's bred hybridized yeah right. hybridized right. you know and it's like I can't do this as a lifestyle thing anymore because I'll just be wasted all of the time <laughs> you know and like it's <laughs> sort of destroyed this like sort of casual way of life kind of there style you go that's, thing. Yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting at yeah. and those guys do it as a religious thing too right. so they don't want to get like totally crocked yeah you know <laughs> yeah but I like this I like this idea of you know, it's like drinking a coffee, there having you this go. mild, like have, right, this mild espresso thing or something that you that and you just sort of relax and, and facilitates mild, conversation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's something that I've appreciated about old time music and uh, substances in old time music yes. is is that the difference between uh, a festival where people are all participating mm. and a festival where people are all consuming. Aha. Uh-huh. Is that at a uh, there's more consumption of substance and music at like the festival where you go to see a bill? Yes, you right, know, for sure. And so people get because you don't you don't have to be very lucid to sit there. No, and there's nothing else to do. Nothing else to do, and people get beers, like whatever. kind of shamefully intoxicated. Yeah. And it's like, are you even having a good time? But in old time music, you know, there's like a natural you know, like limit, it's like, oh, I want to be able to play tunes all night. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to like, I've heard stories about where obviously the line gets crossed all the time. But like, in my experience, it's like, this is a, uh, people who aren't developing substance abuse problems because they have a stronger addiction of old time music. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been to Clifftop, I'm sure. Yes. Right? So like down in the bottom there, you know. That's, that's mostly where I camp. See, that's the, see, that's where we, that's, we have an expression for that, uh, area we say that's where the hippies make their own gravy right because if, you know if it gets a little muddy down there pretty yeah. soon everybody's kind of covered with hippie gravy right and people are dancing in it and stuff you know so. yeah you're not offended by that are you not at okay, all okay not at all <laughs> we look down there's a different culture down there yeah don't well that's where the cajun tent is too of right? so there's <laughs> and those guys are completely out of control yeah so. <laughs> yeah yeah we used to we used to do substance balancing but our three substances were Beer, coffee, and Copenhagen. Yes. So if you keep those in balance, is the Copenhagen is that the dip? That's the dip. Yeah, oh. that, and that's the most you know strongest <laughs> of all the dips. And so, but if you keep that in perfect balance, yeah. it keeps you up. But you're drinking beer, so it kind of keeps you not too up. <laughs> yeah. And you can play for hours. You yeah. play all night. You know, can you not have any ill effect 
other than yeah. cancer later. Yes. But that's uh, a long way in the future. Right. You can put that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the new thing now is like, I want to play tunes for my whole life. Right. So how do I... Yeah. <laughs> Not die. <laughs> Not die. In, in advance. Yeah. Right. That's where I'm at right now, yeah. <laughs> or or the thing I'm working on now is I want to play tunes in a way that I won't get divorced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so right, that's what right. I'm and behaving in such a way yes. that you won't get divorced. Yeah, so that's a good. It's always that's a, an admirable thing to, to yeah. shoot for. Each right? generation is like a little more aspirational. <laughs> <laughs> Before it was just not end up in jail. Yeah, like earlier earlier generations. <laughs> Uh, what else is on the G list? Well, here? let's see here. Let's G here. Let's G here. Mandolin's going to get brought out at a certain point, but not quite mm. yet. Oh, leather britches. Oh, sure. Yeah, now let's... you. So John Lane said that this was a Missouri tune, but you think that it's not necessarily strictly from Missouri. No, not at all. In fact, it's uh, this tune is uh, uh, actually Lord McDonald's reel. It's a Scottish tune. Oh, it's interesting. Very old. It's you know two hundred. Lord, Lord McDonald. Mac McDonald's real, and they play had it, up it. Had a serfdom. That's right, and they play it up in Canada, big time. Yeah. The Lord McDonald's real, and they play it in Scotland still. You know, and it's definitely it's definitely the same tune. You almost play the American version of Leather Bridges right over the top of Lord. McDonald's interesting. Real. Yeah, scope it out when you get you know when you're on Spotify or something. Look up Lord McDonald's real. Some it'll be be there somewhere, you know, or look it up on YouTube. That's edutainment right there. Very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Lord McDonald's real. So that, but that's one of the things I really liked about fiddling. That's one of the things that interested me too, is I sort of right away, as soon as I started hearing it, I'd say there's more to this music. Yes. And so I got interested in the old tune collections and, yeah. you know, where'd this tune come from? Is this a Mer American tune? Because a lot of them are uniquely American. Yes. But a lot of them are, it, you know, it used to be people like kind of made this assumption Oh, that all of our tunes are from Ireland and right, Scotland. Right, 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 right. No, a lot of them are composed here. Yeah. But a good deal of them, you can find an antecedent uh, in Scotland or Ireland. There's this one, uh, are you familiar with the Bayard, uh, the Pencil oh, yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania tune? Right. Uh, uh, there's this one, one of the Sarah Armstrong tunes um, says, Bayard says in the margins, I forget which tune it is. It may have been uh, the Snouts and Ears of America. Uh -huh. um, and in the margins, uh, Bayard writes, this is uh, definitely from um, the Irish washerwoman, but it is a, a superior version. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> he says, this is the Irish washerwoman derived from that, but it is clearly a superior version. He says something like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was an interesting moment of... Uh, uh, ethnomusicology with a, lo a little bit of bias. Editorializing. Yeah, little, little editorializing. I kind of appreciated that. Yeah. Isn't that uh, too... Uh, that's like the Irish washerwoman in 2-4. Yes, because it's not a jig. Right, it's, it's a 6-8. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Stately. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a march almost. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Let's try that leather britches when you're ready. Uh, okay, here we go. Thank you. 
little bit less notice that time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Snuck up on you. Yeah. You did okay. <laughs> is, that a, is that a Midwestern thing ending on the A? Uh, you know, a lot of the guys did do that in mm. contests. I don't know why. Maybe just to kind of restate the tune, you know, at the end, play one A part. I think it kind of makes sense. It does. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm playing, uh, sometimes it seems arbitrary ending it on the B. It's like, yeah. it makes more sense to end on the A. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do it at a dance, of course, because it, it depends on the dance. Right. But if it's a, you know, a Western or Midwestern style square dance where it has to be even parts, yes. eight bars. But yeah, for contests, I always heard guys doing that in contests, especially ending on an A part. Now, in my in my limited experience with square dancing, mm-hmm. um, it's it seems <clears throat> like it doesn't always line up with like the B part with this part of the dance, and and I never know is that the is that because is that because of the the inexperience of the dancers and the and the caller just kind of going with it or is that a different style of square dance you're talking about square dancing not contra dancing right i have very little experience with contra dancing yeah but yeah so square dancing uh, a lot of people traveling around calling square dances yeah. nowadays uh are calling southern style squares and so those aren't as hardcore about I see. Starting on, in fact, you don't even have to play a tune with even right. parts. Right. But in uh, Western style, New England style, and certainly where I was growing up in Missouri, you needed you needed a part. It had a very specific tune setup. It had to be A A B B. Yeah. And had to come out because you know the dance was uh, built around that structure of the tune. Yeah. And that, in a sense, kind of told the dancers where they were. The tune, because most a lot of the dancers knew the tunes as well as the fiddlers. There's still a, a caller, though. Uh, yeah, there's there's a caller. Yeah, but they the dancers also know they're actually listening to not just the beat, but to the is beat. this the high part? Is this the low? Oh, part? they know yeah. the tunes. Yeah, somebody's been dancing. Unless half of them might be players too, you know. Yeah. Uh, but now one thing you had in Missouri that you, I haven't seen anywhere else uh, is to have the caller in the square. Oh, very Instead of the guy up on a mic, you know, calling to a big auditorium, yeah. you look out and there's ten sets, and they're all they're doing ten different dances. Interesting. Okay, so so you have a square of eight, right? And, uh, and four, four couples, and one of the people in one of the couples is a caller, right? So you then you have like ten different squares, and right. then each different square they could be doing a completely different dance. That's really cool. Yeah, it's I like to that. look out and see all these different dances being yeah. done. You know. And then, but the thing you have to watch if you're playing, you know, they like to just keep dancing. They'll dance you right into the ground. Right. <laughs> so you have to keep your eye on them that they don't start another figure. Right. And if they do, you just stop because, you know, I don't want to, I've played for 10 minutes. Yeah. Breakneck speed. I don't want to play for 25, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to kind of keep an eye on them, you know, that they don't slip another dance in on you. Very good. Because that's another thing is like speed. In mm-hmm. like Midwestern fiddling and dancing, right? That's an impression that I get. But especially, well, especially in the Ozarks, they okay. played really fast. There was a guy there down there named Bob Holt, uh, who is particularly known for playing really fast. Like he would play 140 beats a minute, you know, 
Whereas, you know, a lot of people, if I go to some dance weekend or something, we're playing and they do a few squares, they'll want them at like 110 beats. And right. You're really slow. Yeah. And I think New England square dancing is probably at 110, 120 range. It'd be the upper limit, you know. Yeah. So 140 beats a minute is really freaking fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun to Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a different style of dancing entirely Tim. when you play that fast. But most of the guys didn't play that fast. They're just sitting around playing. You know, tens with each other. They wouldn't play that fast. You want to get at that mandolin? Sure. You know, uh, this mandolin thing is... Uh, <laughs> I've actually... You know, I, I've got this YouTube channel. Yes. And you can just look it up. Look up Charlie Walden on YouTube or put in Charlie Walden fiddle. And I've, I've got like 2,500 videos already up there. And uh, But I'm trying to create some new channels. So... I wanted. I was going to create a channel. A buddy of mine down in Missouri. His name's Dennis Buchanan. He's got a brother named Kurt Buchanan. I don't know if you've ever heard of these guys, but they're kind of cut-ups, and I've played with them for years and years. And so, uh, I can just grab something here. So you know, I was looking for a way to incorporate this rubber horse mask. Oh dear lord! <laughs> with, with the mandolin. And, and so I'm creating a new channel. Actually, by the time this is this podcast is released, this channel will be available. And uh, the, the name of the channel, the guy on the channel is called the Mando Mule. Okay. So, you know, so it's, what it does is it gives me an excuse to wear this mask and play the mandolin at the same time. Great. So you want to give it a go? Yeah, okay. Okay. So I've got this rubber horse mask here. you got to hear it there. Let me grab my mandolin. Make sure it's in tune here. Not to make an ass of yourself. No, no, no I would never do that. I'm, I'm not that stubborn. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, it's in tune. Let's just see what happens. Here. Okay. This is kind of an experiment because this channel's not on. I'm hoping to get it out by the first of the year, you know, have a few things up. I was thinking about doing a Christmas thing, like an Advent yeah. thing where every day the mule would play a different Christmas song. Yeah. On the mandolin. What, what do you think? <laughs> this is a very good idea. So, so let's just see what happens here. What? The, friend, the friendly beasts. Oh, there it is. Are you ready? Yeah. can't breathe under there i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you this is this is this is you know, you know i've got quite a few i've got about five hundred thousand views on my youtube channel but this is going to take off this yeah, is gonna, yeah this is viral this has got viral potential <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on you know 
<laughs> I mean, we're talking beauty. This is in the beauty pie zone. Yeah. You know? Well, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully less racist. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I won't wear any brown shirts while yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that guy had issues, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. we don't talk about him anymore. No, right. <laughs> black... is, he, is he still on YouTube? He probably, I'm sure they he is. They didn't uh, like, take him off or anything. Yeah. He did say some really horrid stuff, though, didn't he? Yeah, people do say <laughs> weird stuff when they're playing video games. Right, right, right. <laughs> Show the true colors. Yeah, <laughs> they get a little too excited. Don't yeah, no. So what? What do you think? That's uh, yeah. That's a, I think it's a winner. Yeah. Just for the record, this was not canned. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is not a bit that we planned. That we planned. Okay, <laughs> it is a bit I planned. Yeah, <laughs> dear lord. Uh, <laughs> You know the, the I don't know the, where to go after that. The the T the T Rex um, costumes are the big thing. So oh, maybe you is could that right? Like, the mask. Yeah, that's the real viral thing. So if you what's well, a whole bodysuit? Okay. So yeah. like I don't know if you could cut a hole so you could actually play an instrument. Yeah. Oh, and the small arms. Too, yeah, might be a problem. <laughs> you could do mandolin with it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Or uke. Or uke with the small T Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be tough. It's a good look, though, don't you think? It's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to see these videos once they get rolling. This, like, whenever we travel a lot in the summer, you know. So I'm going to be crossing the Canadian border yeah. and I'll jump out and do a tune. You know, I'll be, you know, some site, you know, somewhere, Eiffel Tower, you know, it could be anywhere. I kind of wish you had a floppy eared one. <laughs> the droopy ear horse, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. So you could play that tune. <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay i need to get in i think we're gonna go to c next okay let me sure. let me get into c real quick so we can play wagoner i've got a good green screen i'm gonna use too yeah. so i'm gonna put some like scenery behind for everything is this your like slow transition to like coming out as a furry? <laughs> so what's going on right now? <laughs> this is the first step. The fur but the furries are Nazis too, right? Or something? Wasn't there oh, something about that? With the, I don't know. Probably. I think so. What a world! I'm not even sure exactly what they are, but I've seen them mentioned. Well, wasn't uh, uh, the guy who was the press secretary for uh, for the current president? Don't they have a picture of him in a like a bunny suit? I think uh, Sean Spicer. Yeah, I think they have a picture. I think he was in like a Easter at Easter. He was like wearing a full on bunny suit with a big head and stuff. No, I'm not kidding, man. I did not that's, see that's that. That's out there. Are you sure that was him and not Melissa McCarthy, or is it actually him? No, I think it was actually. Oh him. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to Google that when we're done here and see if that's a real thing. <laughs> what key are we in? We're in C. We're gonna play the Wagner. Wagner. Okay, here we go.
was nice. That that follows along good up there, playing that high part on the banjo. <laughs> Folks, he's a good banjo player. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you change your mind if you want after we re-roll the tape. <laughs> it's good in the moment for us right now. That's right. That's what all that really matters, yeah, yeah. right? Um, it's the best kind of self-indulgent music. That's right. Yeah. We could rename the show Up in the Cruel. Up in the Cruel. <laughs> cruel. <laughs> oh, very good. <clears throat> Uh, speaking of uh, the cruel, uh, I guess we're going to play an F tune. Right, right. One play tune <laughs> very, very cruel for banjo players. Play yeah, one. now this is a tune called the New Boston Hornpipe. You can go, oh, why don't you go ahead and retune there? Folks, he's retuning. It's only going to take a minute. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, the, the flat keys offer a lot of possibilities. I know a lot of people playing the old timey music don't often venture into the flat yeah. keys, you know, but there's a lot of great tunes. In the flat keys, uh, so it makes me wish I, there was more pianos available. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you need the piano accompaniment to to make it really sound nice. There's no one here. No, I don't think there is one here. Do you play the piano yourself? I do. Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. If I had more opportunities, I could probably get pretty good at playing old time piano. I bet but, you could. But they're not around. Right. I don't really want to play these keyboards. Yeah. Like, cause. Yeah, that hurts my wrists when I play, especially if I'm playing like rowdy, mm-hmm. rowdy right. old time yeah, music. Not yeah. The same thing. yeah, no, it's not the same. If thing. I did it professionally, like for dances, I would get it, you know. But yeah, when my wife Pat and I play together, she plays piano. Oh, wonderful! So it's always just fiddle and piano. We yeah. play somewhere for a dance or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's great. It's the best accompaniment in the world. Yeah. You know? It's my favorite percussion instrument. That's right. Yeah. Really, you can really do get something going with that yeah. thing. <laughs> Very much. Uh, okay, so let's see. So this is the new Boston Hornpipe. Uh, it's a Missouri tune. The only one guy I ever heard play it is uh, Niall Wilson. Who, oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, Ty Hacker tune number one. He plays all his Ty I Hacker tunes. Okay, yeah. okay, great. That's, That's the only one I know. <laughs> yeah, no, but he, he had a wealth of tunes. I had never met Niall until the mid-90s. And uh, somebody told me about him. I went up and and uh, he just kept playing one tune after another that I'd never heard of. It was yeah. really cool. And they're all like really close in regional tunes is he still around no he passed okay. away a number of years ago but uh, there's a cd of nile and also uh i work with the missouri fiddlers association we have a band camp site very good called missouri state old time fiddlers association Perfect. if you go look there we've got 34 issues already a lot of them are old cassettes that we used to sell in the 80s and 90s very good that we you know digitized but this is there's a recording in Nile there playing like 30 of these kind of re- really cool Midwestern tunes, but uh, not ones you've ever heard before. Cool. Is, oh, new Boston. New Boston. It's a little town up in north central Missouri. But new, so this is the New Boston Hornpipe and F. See if I can get it going here.
Yes. <laughs> That's not an easy tune to what play a, on the What band, a cute yeah. tune. Yeah, it's a really bouncy, yeah. happy tune, you know? And what is it called one more time? New Boston Hornpipe. New Pipe. Boston Hornpipe. Yep, yep. So Hornpipe's a dance. Uh, yeah, I think it's like a solo foot dance, you know? Is it also a th- an object? A ho- it sounds like it's oh, an object. You know, you know, I'm know what I mean? I'm not sure that. Uh, it, I think if you looked up Hornpipe, probably you, you Wikipedia, you'd find a thing that was called Turn hornpipe. Safe Search on and then... That's right. Yeah, Surf, hornpipe. yeah <laughs> Safe Search. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me. You know, I don't know if you remember. There used to be a thing, high density floppy disk called a zip drive. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, zip drive. Yeah, zip drive. Right. Okay. Well, so so we. I was at work one time. I used to work at this testing lab in Skokie here, and uh, a buddy of mine had one of these zip drives. And we were trying to figure out how to format it or do something with it. You know. And I said, well, just look it up on the internet. And the internet was, you know, not a lot of people were using the internet in 1995. You'd be surprised. It was still new to a lot of people, the first time thing. So we showed him how, and he typed in zip.com, and up comes uh, like a midriff shot of a man unzipping his pants. There you go. It was like, you know, (laughs) an interesting uh, alternative sexual site, you know, of some kind. Zip.com. Zip.com. This is our plug for Zip.com. So he really needed to be on iomega.com, I think, which is who who manufactured the Zip drive. Yeah, we're plugging the Zip drive. I don't think they even exist anymore. But but yeah, so you got to watch. You got to put on the safe search thing. For sure. That was good advice. Or or don't. Or don't. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, who'd have known Zip.com? Now everybody who listens to your podcast is probably madly (laughs) typing in Zip.com to see. I have no idea what's there now, you know. Just follow the, you know, all included in the plugs. That's right. Yeah, yeah, we're plugging Zip.com. Tap away. Yeah. Yeah, those early adopters, they got all those... (laughs) All those good URLs. I know they scooped those URLs up. I wanted Coke.com so bad, man. Coke.com. <laughs> There's this podcast that I listen to, uh, and one of the recurring segments that happens sometimes is they 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 they'll they'll say something that they're like, I'm gonna search to see if that's a URL. And during one of them, they bought uh, one of them bought TeenGoogle.com. <laughs> <laughs> they bought that URL, so now they own that. I don't know if they're doing anything. So they with parked it. it somewhere. Huh? Yeah, and then on my other podcast, um, through an odd series of jokes, um, my co-host bought cowboybaby.org, and uh-huh. now we own that. So, well, you know, next time you go to your computer, type in Amazon.com really fast, and invariably you'll type in Amox with an X instead of a Z. Amazox, yeah. right? Amazon with an X. So I don't I don't know if somebody owns that or not. They, well, that would be a good strategy for you sure. Buy that, and then Amazon wants to buy it from you, right? To keep and you can put something really weird there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> which that would be no problem for most people. Yeah. <laughs> just look around. Yeah, you just look at the name yeah. and try to find the letters next to it. And there's a lot of clumsy <laughs> typers out there. You know, I think oddly enough, I think that was. I think that may have been the last tune that we were planning on on playing. Sure. Let's uh, let's choose one tune. We don't have to prepare for it. Just any other cold. tune. Dead Just cold. Just do a cold tune, and then this will be our last tune. But before we go, YouTube, just search Charlie Walden. That's right. And, and I'll Walden. put I'll put a link in there. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Anything else we want to well, mention? Well, then, you know, the, the, the mule playing the, the mandolin. Yes, Mando the Mule. Mando Mule. Is going to be a channel okay. on YouTube. It's not up there yet. Spread that around. Spread that, you want to spread that around <laughs> like, a, like the bad virus that it is. Yeah, very good. <laughs> cool. Let's break the internet with the Mando Mule. That's right. That's very right. good. Um, do you got another F tune that you want to play? Oh, Since F. Since I'm in Let's F. See. Oh.
Go check out Charlie's website for jam info, fiddle tune transcriptions, Skype lessons, and his fiddle blog. That's just charliewalden.com. And he's got links to his Facebook and YouTube right there on the landing page, so make sure to like and subscribe. Then check out the Missouri State Old Time Fiddlers Association at missourifiddling.com and download their many albums at missourifiddling.bandcamp.com. Oh, and uh, make sure to subscribe to the Mando Mule channel. There's only one video up featuring yours truly. Only moments after Charlie first donned the mask. It's really a sight to behold. <laughs> if you want to support Get Up in the Cool, go to CameronDuet.com and click the button that says Patreon. There, you'll find all the levels at which you can support the show, each with different rewards like on-air shoutouts, weekly bonus tracks, access to the entire Get Up in the Cool tune archive and online banjo workshops thanks again to my patreon supporters i just got back from the portland old time gathering and you totally funded that trip would not have happened without you and i recorded some great music and interviews there that i can't wait for you to hear sometime very soon i'm going to post a poll to determine what tunes from 2017's interviews should be on the get up in the cool volume 2 compilation cd and that poll will be posted in Get Up in the Cool's closed Facebook group. So ask to be let in so you can vote. Uh, not that it's entirely democratic. I totally reserve ultimate veto power and everything. But I do really want to know which tunes were your favorites. You can find links to everything I mentioned in the show notes on your phone, the blog at CameronDeWitt.com slash GetUpInTheCool, or GetUpInTheCool's Facebook page and group. So just click and tap and swipe and pinch until you get all the stuff. All right, that's enough for now. Thanks for listening, friends. I hope you're ready for a great year of old-time music. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool. <laughs>